0: And welcome to another broadcast of Sunshine USA here on Anchor FM and Spotify and all the other platforms we're broadcasting on here at Sunshine USA. Sunshine USA is a program dedicated to the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the Bible by way of the internet. And I'm Warren Landis, your Bible teacher and host here on Sunshine USA, so it's very good to have you tuned in on this third day of the new year 2021 and i hope that your new year is off to a good start for you and i hope it's a prosperous uh new year for you i hope all your dreams for this year come true (laughs) especially if they're directed by the lord and um, i hope that your knowledge of the word will grow and expand uh this year as well and that should especially come true if uh you continue listening to Sunshine USA. Uh, I don't claim to be the world's greatest Bible teacher, but I certainly enjoy trying, and I would like to think that uh, all of us together can um, get together and learn something about uh, the Word of God. Well, uh, we're in the Gospel of Mark, and this has been a very fascinating uh, study. Going through Mark, learning a lot about the life and ministry of Jesus Christ himself. And um, we're going to find today that we come to a story that sounds familiar because we did a story like it just a few weeks ago, or just a couple of weeks ago, when we talk about Jesus feeding the 5,000. Well, today in the Gospel of Mark, we're going to be talking about Jesus feeding the 4,000. Now, in a way, this sounds a little bit like the story we did before. Some people might wonder if this is maybe a a different version of the feeding of the 5,000. But in reality, I believe these are two separate events. For one thing, Mark is writing about both of these events separately. And so that leads me to believe, that leads me to conclude that these are two separate events. The other thing is that Jesus is always interesting in meeting our need whenever the need arises. And of course we all know that eating is a basic human need and it's something we all need to do in order to stay strong and healthy. And so therefore it's a need that Jesus is always interested in meeting. Um, Now the similarity of the two miracles is the fact that in Both miracles, you have a crowd of people that need food. They need to be fed. And that's what we have as something that is true in both of these accounts. Uh, But we find that there's really not a lot of food on hand to feed the people. And that is true for both stories. Now, in the first story, um, they had... uh, a loaf and two fishes, and here they got, I think, seven loaves. So they've got a larger food supply to start with than they did in the first one, but they also have fewer people to eat, only 4,000 instead of 5,000. And of course, like I say, back in biblical times, um, the number given was only the number for the men, mostly. Uh, Women and children were not usually counted. We talked about last time when we talked about the feeding of the 5,000, we said that was probably a crowd as big as 10 or 15,000 when you add in the the children and the women. And this crowd here is probably easily 8 to 10,000 when you add in the the women and the children. But And we find that when it comes to leftovers, they had 12 baskets of food left over the first time, and this time... They're going to have only seven baskets. Now, one Bible commentator pointed out that he believes that in this account, the baskets are actually bigger, and that would account for the fact that there's fewer baskets left over. But the point is, of course, that there was more than enough food on hand in the end to meet the needs of the people. And everybody got full. In both accounts, everybody ate all they could possibly hold and then some. And they still had food left over. And isn't that just like God? You know, God loves you and I enough so that he's always taking care of our needs. He is always giving us so much more than what we need or even more than what we ask for. Now I've said it many times, he hasn't necessarily promised to make you a millionaire. He certainly hasn't promised to make me a millionaire But you see, he has promised to meet our needs. That is something that God will do. He will always meet our needs. And most of us, if we gave a testimony along those lines, we would have to say, yes, he's not only met my needs, he's done a lot more than that. Amen. So let's uh, look here at the beginning of the Gospel of Mark, chapter 8 and here we read in those days the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat jesus called the disciples to him and said to them i have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat if i send them away hungry to their own houses they will faint on the way for some of them have come from afar now i want you to notice something very interesting here these people have been listening to jesus teach and preach now for about 3 days and they've done so without eating can you imagine a bunch of baptists getting together for 3 days and never asking for any food that's what happened here even though these were probably not Baptists, because if this crowd had been a Baptist crowd, they wouldn't have made it out of the first day without somebody wanting somebody to go and get something to eat. But here, for three days in a row, from early in the morning straight through to late at night, they listen to Jesus teach and preach, all with nothing to eat. That's how wrapped up they are in the Word of God. Can you imagine Being so eager to hear a word from the Lord that you sit down and you listen to God teach and preach for three days with no food to eat. Can you imagine that? That is amazing, isn't it? It is absolutely amazing. They're just so hungry for the word of God. Now, I'll tell you something, folks. We have people today that are really hungry for the Word of God. And the sad thing is, some of them aren't getting it at church. Some of them have pastorettes who are preaching sermonettes to Christianettes, and they just aren't getting very much food. And, you know, you have to know if you're a pastor, it's your responsibility to feed the flock. Let me say that again. If you're a pastor, it's your responsibility to feed the flock. Feeding them spiritually is your job. You have to do it. It's more important than any other task that you have. Now, I'm not saying that making hospital calls and nursing home visits and doing funerals and weddings, I'm not saying that's not important, because it is. But it's also important that you as a pastor take the time To feed your people the word of God. Now, you know, the the sad thing is, the people in the congregation, for the most part, will never grow spiritually beyond the level that the pastor is at. If the pastor is not on a high level spiritually, it's going to be very difficult for him to carry that congregation to a high level of spiritual maturity and growth, because he himself is not there. And so it's an awesome responsibility to be a pastor or to be a Bible teacher of any kind and have the responsibility of preaching and teaching. I I remember one time for five months I was interim pastor at this uh, Southern Baptist Church in Louisiana. And it was an awesome responsibility to realize that when I got into, into the pulpit on Sunday, these people were probably listening to the only word of God they would be hearing for the whole week. And so it was very important that I dish out the word of God as best I could. And I think that I did. Now I would have to say I would probably do an even better job of it now simply because my knowledge of the word is even greater now than it was then. But we as preachers and teachers of the Word of God, we have a responsibility to spiritually feed the people. Don't let them go hungry. Feed them and help them grow and develop as Christians. And by the way, that's one of the greatest rewards that you will ever have in the ministry is to watch people who under your leadership are growing spiritually. They're growing in their knowledge of the Word of God, and they're growing in their service to the Lord. And it's exciting to realize that you had even a small part of that. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so we have here the need, and that is these people need food to eat. Now, let's uh, move on here. It says here, Then his disciples answered him, How can one satisfy these people with the bread here in the wilderness? And he asked them, How many loaves do you have? And they said, Seven. So he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the ground, and he took seven loaves and gave thanks to them, and gave them to his disciples, and set them before them, and they set them before the multitude. They also had a few small fish, and having blessed them, he said to them also before them, so that they ate and were filled, and they took up seven large baskets of leftover fragments. Now, those who had eaten were about four thousand, and he sent them away. Now, I want you to notice something here. First of all, we see an example of just how organized Jesus is. Jesus appears to be very well organized. He says, okay, how much food do we have? The disciple says, well, we have about seven loaves of bread. And uh, apparently they had some fish also. Like I say, it, it appears they have a little bit more food to work with here than they did in the feeding of the five thousand plus they don't have quite as many to feed so that's good but the amount of food on hand is still well below what they would need to fill to feed a crowd of that size but so jesus starts off by inquiring what do we have on hand what does our inventory look like and then he has them sit down in groups You see, Jesus recognizes here the need to be organized. A lot of times, the key to successful ministry is learning to organize your work. Otherwise, you're making work a lot harder for yourself than it needs to be. And so the people are organized or set down in groups. And then Jesus has prayer, thanking God for the food. And the amazing thing is, he's thanking God that these 4,000 people are going to be fed, and yet on the surface, it doesn't look like he has near enough to get the job done. But when all is said and done, everybody present has more than enough food to eat, and there's seven large baskets of food left over. Now, one Bible commentator indicated The reason there's maybe only seven baskets left over this time as opposed to 12 is that maybe this time around the baskets are larger. That could very well be. But the point is, both in this story and in the story where Jesus feeds the 5,000, there is a need. The people are hungry. They need to be fed. And guess what? They're fed. And they're not only fed. They have all they could possibly hold. As we Southerners would say, they were stuffed. (laughs) They were stuffed. And then there's plenty of food left over. And you see, that's just how God works, isn't it? When God's in something, there's not only enough for the supply to be met, but there is plenty left over. Uh, I can tell you not only has God these days uh, met every need that I have, But I have plenty left over. I look at my kitchen, for example, and I've got plenty of food in my kitchen. I've got enough food so that if I didn't buy groceries for a while, I wouldn't have to worry about eating for a while. That's how well stocked I am. I think I'm going to probably give some of it away to a food kitchen somewhere and help the homeless have food. Amen. But that's just how well God has supplied me and the needs that I have. And I imagine the disciples were once again amazed at how much Jesus was able to do with so little. (laughs) You know, Uh, I know some pastors, they look back at this past year where we have had to be dealing with COVID-19. And some pastors tell me it's just amazing how God has kept the need uh, in mind and that God has met that need. Some churches have done reasonably well financially in spite of the pandemic. Now needless to say, there's other churches out there that are hurting right now. Some churches have indicated they may have to start laying off some staff members if the crisis continues much longer and so we have to pray for the churches that are in need that their needs will be met as well but god is still in the miracle business he still feeds the people he's still able to bring something out of nothing and and we thank god for that now i tell you folks i'm a baptist i I think I mentioned that on my last program. I'm a Southern Baptist, and I'm proud of it. I was born Southern Baptist. I live as a Southern Baptist, and I will die as a Southern Baptist, and I will go to heaven as a Southern Baptist. But let me tell you something, folks. Number one, I don't believe that we Baptists are going to have any kind of monopoly on heaven. And secondly, (laughs) I believe in miracles. I don't believe that miracles were limited to 2,000 years ago. I think that God is still in the miracle business today. I was watching this one church service online this morning. As you know, for health reasons, I haven't been able to get out and go to church too much in recent months. But I was watching this one service online, and there were these two men in particular in this one congregation. They had been out for a while with COVID-19. And both of these men had been in the hospital, in the ICU unit for a while, and now they're both back in church. They are completely healed, and that is something to thank God for. You see, God is still in the miracle business. There's not a need that you have that God can't handle. I don't care if it's a financial need. Maybe it's a need for a job. Maybe... You know, you've lost your job during this pandemic. Let me tell you something. God is more than able to give you a job if you want one. Now, I think the problem we have in America today, too many people want a paycheck, but they don't want to work for it. Amen. But I can tell you that in many cases, I can still say that those who truly want to work and they're not afraid to work, they can find a job right now. There are businesses right now that are hurting for employees. But God is able to meet any need that you have if you're willing to just trust him and totally rely upon him and expect God to do things his way and not necessarily your way. Now, when God sends you a job, it may not be the job you want. You may not even like the job that God gives you, but it'll be something that can put food on your table until something better comes along. Amen? Amen. So I hope that this uh, Bible story, though it's not an especially lengthy Bible story, I hope that it will help you to see that God is still in the business of meeting needs. Now, if you want to shoot me a, a Bible study question or a prayer request, maybe a praise report, you could send me an email. My email address is warrenlandis at yahoo.com, or I have another email address, which is warrenlandis at gmail.com. Either way, I would love to get your email, and you could share with me any prayer requests that you have. If you have a question about the Word of God or something I've said in one of my radio broadcasts, I'll be glad to answer it for you. If you have a praise report or testimony, I'd love to hear you. That's warrenlandis at yahoo.com, warrenlandis at gmail.com. Now, some of you may want to send me an old-fashioned letter. You know, they say that letter writing has become something of a lost art in this Internet age. But if you would like to send me an old-fashioned letter, snail mail, they call it, then I'll be glad to hear from you that way. My mailing address is warrenlandis.com. 3001 Old Buncombe Road, apartment number 8, Greenville, South Carolina, 29609. That's Warren Landis, 3001 Old Buncombe Road, apartment number 8, Greenville, South Carolina, 29609. (laughs) Did I say that a while ago? I think I did, 29609. That's the zip code to help the mailman know where he's going. Amen? Amen. Well, before you seal that envelope, by the way, if you feel led of the Lord to uh, enclose a financial contribution, that would be great. Uh, One of the things that we would love to do during this calendar year uh, 2021, we would love to expand this ministry. I would love to buy some airtime on TV stations and radio stations across America, but you know what? Ladies and gentlemen, it takes money to do that. It really does. It takes money and lots of it to do that. And the only way that we can consider doing that is for you to financially support this uh, ministry. And I might add, I don't accept any pay for doing this podcast. This is a ministry that I do out of the goodness of my heart. I don't get paid a dime for it. I just do it out of the goodness of my heart. Because I have a desire to preach the gospel and teach the Bible. And therefore, anything that you give goes directly into the ministry. It doesn't go to give me a salary or anybody else a salary. It just goes directly into the various expenses that we have for this particular ministry. And most of all, the biggest thing you could do for this ministry is to pray for this ministry. Pray that God will give me the wisdom that I need as I continue to direct this ministry. That God will help me to carefully plan the growth that I believe he has for this ministry in this new year, 2021. And pray for all the listeners. Pray that our listeners will continue growing in their knowledge of the word of God. And pray that those who are lost will come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. That would be a a grand and glorious thing to happen. And pray that we will get delivered from this COVID-19 situation. It's hard to believe COVID-19 has been with us here in the United States for almost a year now. Unfortunately, in that time, many people have gotten very seriously ill many people have died and we pray for their families that are left behind and we pray for the needs that they have and we certainly hope that for everybody 2021 will be a far better year than it's been for most people in 2020 and you could start just by praising God ahead of time for the blessings that we believe he's going to be sending our way during this new year, 2021. Well, uh, I'm looking at the clock on the wall. It looks like our time allotted for this particular podcast has come and gone. Uh, But don't fret none, because we'll be back next time as we continue our study in the Gospel of Mark. Until then, I, I want to say goodbye. God bless you. And guess what? I'll see you next time on Sunshine USA.